Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Will Schofield, Dan Collins, Backchat 2.0. Hi, Dan. Good afternoon. How are you, mate? Excellent. Couldn't um, be better. You didn't do vocals for that intro, did you? <laughs> no, not in the recording, but just then I did. Ah, uh, what a big week. It's been a very, very large week. Some breaking news that we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, grand final. Huge grand final here in Perth. Um, we've got a bit to get through on your show. It's going to be a bit of a long one, but I mean, we missed a week a couple of weeks ago, so mm. I think we owe the people something. We're catching up a bit. We're coming to you from the humanities department here at Curtin University. There's some nice fancy. Uh, we've got a nice little black backing now. Yeah, it's quite professional. Yep. We do post probably a video or so a week on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. which is backchat underscore podcast. Yeah, um, Twitter's like quite active. Backchat underscore pod. Yeah, we might throw an extra video up on there. Yeah, uh, Reddit. You really need to do some work on what's happening on Reddit, which is r slash backchat podcast. I mean, you, yep. you haven't given us a whole lot, have you? I haven't. And I'd say you, pointing at you. Dan no, no, Frost. no, you're pointing at me and I'm, I'm taking it. I'm going to add to it. Um, you can email us, of course, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. And excitingly, Patreon is flying. Mm. Like We're, we're uh, flying we're, high. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we put the call out and, I mean, really we should have done it like that, but – we, uh, we we came across this, one of our listeners, one of our loyal listeners suggested that maybe it was a good way to perhaps, you know, uh, get to where we wanted to go, which was to get Charlie a microphone. Now, yep. Charlie's not here today. No, he's not. Uh, but we also want to buy our own studio. We want to put our own studio together and we're going we're gonna to make some things happen, right? Yeah. So that's how we want to get there. And honestly, we, we, we didn't know if there was we, – we probably thought that Diane Const, your mother, and mm. Jan Schofield, my mother, mm. were going to be the two Patreons. Yeah. Patreons. Come on. Sorry, mate. It's just confusing. I've yep. stuffed it up once and I just keep Think of it with up. a Y. I can't think of anything other than am I saying this right or wrong and it just <laughs> comes out. Anyway, I just wanted to say a big thank you to the guy, people that already jumped on board. I, we couldn't believe it. No. And it's very much appreciated too. This is in order of patriotism. Oh, my God. Patronage. Patronage. Yep. Kelly. You were first on board, Kelly, and you will forever be number yeah, one. Yeah, forever, actually. Wherever you will be. Is that the word? No. Uh, Steve-O, yeah. Timothy Hunt, Jake Watson, Bob Loggins, great name, Alex Ridley, Russell Porter, Charlie Mills, Matt Harris, Joshua Big Lynn. Big Lynn. Uh, that's how he's sponsoring the podcast, through what he's doing on Patreon. So mm. thank you, Josh. Jordan Oldfield, Bridget Amira, Diane Const, she got in there. Mum doesn't know how to get on there. And Mike. That I just wanted to say a big thank you to start the show. Yeah. And Huge. we started it with like, oh, if you like the podcast, get involved. Well, we got some exciting stuff to roll out. There's going to be some exclusive material coming out, Dan. Yes. You can get early access to the podcast. Oof, really? Yeah. That's a huge. And we might pick a couple of little segments during this show. A bit of a bit of an inside. Often we have to cut out one of my stories because I say to you, I ring you after, I say, mate, you're going to have to take that story out. Yep. We can't put that out. That would break the internet. I might get fired. You know what? Yep. It's time to put them out. Mm. It's happening on Patreon. If you want to join us, All jump right. on it, jump on our website. 
backchatpodcast.com.au. Click contribute. You'll get there. First things first mm. is that today, we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Today, yep. Gil and McLaughlin. Gil. Or Gil. No, no, Big Gil. Yeah. Big Gil, Big G, has said that WA, where we live, you and I, will host the AFL Grand Final. I'm going to say Toyota. The AFL Grand Final this year at Optus Stadium. Yes. I prefer to call it Perth Stadium. At Optus Stadium, um, if Melbourne can't host it, which, let's be honest, they're probably not going to host it. Mm. There's a good chance you and I will be sitting in about a month's time at the Grand Final. It's exciting. Perth. It's a it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. The, the Grand Final will not be back here. Just no. don't, don't mistake that, people in Perth, WA. It will not be back here. Um Look, global pandemic, um, we're building a big facility. Mark's building a big facility where we can just chuck all the infected people. Yep. So even if there's another global pandemic, this isn't going to happen again. The AFL grand final will be at the MCG for the next 50 years. Won't happen again. Not happening anytime soon. This is big. Unless <laughs> unless they implement our idea of a best of three where they move right. it around. Yeah, correct. Which honestly is not, not going to happen. The MCG has the contract. They're not just going to suddenly just start creating more grand finals. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. Yes. Not going to happen. Yep. So, look, I'm excited. As, as someone who's loved footy and played footy a long time, excited about the vibe. Seen the, I've seen Melbourne uh, at, at finals time. It's mm. a, there's a vibe. There's, there's stuff on every day. There's a grand final parade. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of media. There's, there's, there's movement. People love it. And it's going to be huge because Perth loves sporting events. Yes. And the grand final, AFL grand final, there's no bigger in Australia. And it's coming to Perth. Mm. Are you going to go? Okay, so if I can find a way to get a ticket, 100%, I'll be there. There's no way I'm going to waste an opportunity. If I want to – look, in the future, if I want to go to the AFL Grand Final, it's going to cost me multiple thousands of dollars. Flights, accommodation, ticket, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love it if I could go one time when I was convinced that my team would win the Grand Final. Can't can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee that. In this instance – I yeah, think it happened, probably happened a couple of years ago. But. Yep, I think the best situation for me would be just to go, so I can say I've gone to Grand Final, experience it here in Perth, and the cheapest way I can do that now is like you know going to Perth. Mm. The problem is, is that it's going to be hard to get a ticket. Yes, sixty thousand, so, give or take a few, mm. instead of a hundred at the G. So there's let's take out twenty thousand for corporates. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah, can, probably more. Let's take yep. out the rest for each team. Yep. That they will be getting preference. Right. West Coast and Fremantle actually have nothing to do with this. Optus Stadium is privately nothing. owned. It's owned by the government, should I say. It's not owned by West Coast or Fremantle. Yep. So they don't owe anything to West Coast and Freo. And given the state of those two teams, don't get me started. Poor. Cover that. They've both missed, they've both missed finals, mm. which is both incredibly disappointing from both angles. We can talk about that later. I don't know, I don't know how people in Perth are going to get to the grand final. I don't know how you're going to get those tickets, mate. It's got, they're going to be very hot property. Um, you'll be lucky. I'd say that. I don't think there's a – it's not going to be like when I really wanted to go see Blink-182 and I kept refreshing the Ticketmaster website and eventually I get one. Mm. I think it, it, you're going to have to be on some sort of good list or something there will to be, get one. It's going to get outrageous. It always happens in Perth when something good happens – Yep. Starts going up on Gumtree on the Thursday. Oh, the tickets will be going and they'll be going hot. Yep. The AFL does have in, a, in some sort of uh, rules and regulations around upselling your tickets. But let's let's not joke around here. Like, like let's not pretend that people don't do that. Yeah, of It course. doesn't matter what – it doesn't what you just do a cash deal on the side, don't you? Not me. I follow the rules. But You uh, are a real stickler for the rules. <laughs> if you went in Melbourne, just, just a question uh, without notice, Yeah. and you jumped on a tram – would you buy a ticket or no ticket? Like if it was a crowded tram and you just had to go a couple of blocks. Is, do you have to buy a ticket to get on the tram? No, technically no. You can get on and get off without a ticket. If someone came and asked for a ticket, you'd get fined. Oh, I don't want to pay a fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always buy a ticket here in Perth. Why wouldn't I do that to Melbourne? Yeah, okay. So you can, yeah. So you buy all, all the time? Tickets? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Um, not, not sure what my point was there. Sorry. You're just trying to emphasize that I'm a stickler. good citizen. You're a stickler. Good citizen. Uh, All-Australian team yes. got named, uh, All-Australian squad of 40 squad, got yeah. named at the start of this week. And um, look, there wasn't great representation from WA. There were seven Melbourne players. Um, they have been the best team all year and that generally follows the trend. The yeah, best team gets the most players in. Uh, Fremantle, of course, had Sean Darcy. Yep. 
he's a he's a big strapping young man, big ruckman. Is he a lock for the final squad? No, so uh, Ruckman would be Gorn Nananui and Sean Darcy. So what, two of those will play. Sure. Gorn, Gorn's probably a lock and Nick Nat's probably a lock. I think Sean will struggle. Is, does record come into it at all? Well, <sighs> so it, it's very interesting what happened. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors with what happens with the All-Australian selection. Yes. So West Coast, they had uh, Nick Nananui, uh, I guess, nominated. Uh, David Mundy, another Fremantle player. So that were the three from WA. Melbourne had seven. A bunch of other teams had a bunch of other people. But every year there's people that miss out. There's always like, oh, where's this person? Why are they not in it? The this, snubs. This year it's Travis Boak. He's had, he's had an outstanding year. He's a bit older, but he's had an outstanding year. He and Ollie Wines for Port Adelaide have just absolutely dominated in the midfield. And they've got a good team. So generally when you've got a good team, you play well, you make the All-Aussie 40 squad. Mm. There's some – Never been one to dig into players too much, and I'm not going to start right now. I'm not going to get into digging into who shouldn't be in the list. But people who have missed, one is Travis Boak. Yes. So that starts floating around on social media. Now, a good friend, good friend of the podcast, Tom Morris. Maybe our best friend. Yeah. He's still requesting when will he be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure he'll soon. be listening. Yes. Tom, we're, we're a little bit of a teaser in the middle of the story. Mm. We're going to run a bit of a summer series Yeah. over the summer. Uh, where we're going to do? Genius. Where we're going to do interviews? We, we're going to we're going to start bringing yeah, some people, people in. in. We feel like the growth has been organic enough of just Dan and Scoey mm. that we're going to start. Would have br- thought. Yeah. Well, how so? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. Tom Morris said, "For all those people whinging about Travis Boak, yeah, just letting you know that I've confirmed with the Port Adelaide Football Club that they did not nominate him for selection." Yep. Does that mean anything to you? Brand new information for me. That doesn't make sense, and I didn't know that that was a thing. It doesn't make sense. One, if clubs could nominate whoever they wanted, well, you just say nominate the entire team. Yeah, Forty-five blokes. So there must be a cap on how many you can. Apparently, there's not. Okay. Someone, of so, course. So anyway, so Tom yeah. Morris put this out, and, and I said, please. Please tell us more. Yeah. I don't believe you. It makes no sense. Tom hasn't been able to explain the situation fully to me, which I'm a little bit annoyed as I'm now talking about on a podcast. However, someone raised the point. The only reasons that he could come up with and that I will say we could come up with, because I agreed, Mm. is there's some sort of bonus measure within Travis Boak's contract that says if he makes the squad of 40, he gets paid more money by the club. And the club said, you know what? Not doing that. A bit like the Conga situation that you raised where you thought that if Conga played one more game, it would trigger an automatic uh, year on his contract. Yes. And Freo didn't want that, therefore they didn't play him that game. Um, so you think maybe Travis Spoke is in, would be owed some sort of bonus if he did make All-Australian squad. And given his career and you know maybe his last couple of years, do you think they would have been thinking... Uh, he's probably not going to make all Australian. Like, where is he at in terms no, of no, he's, all Australian no, he's caper? A, he's gonna he's he's gonna make all Australian if he was in that. Like, he he's very close to the team, but he should be in the squad. So, I can't. It's a very very strange one by the Port Adelaide Football Club. But even stranger, how are they picking the teams? Like, how do you rely on the teams to nominate their players? Like, surely you can just watch footy or year and pick your best team. That's surely how the selection criteria should work. Yeah, I, I assume there's some sort of selection board. There, there is. Glenn Jakovic is one selector. Sits yeah. on it. So maybe you should ask Jacko. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, you're right. You think there would just be there's a um, there's an, an obvious list of say 22 guys or however many that they end up selecting that that definitely get it. The wouldn't, only wouldn't be imagine like for instance um, Nick Nanui doesn't get nominated for whatever reason, and he's an obvious snub yes. in the same situation yes. now with with um, Travis. Travis. Uh, the only other reason that I could come up with was the player didn't want to be nominated. Uh, I don't want the attention. I just want to focus. I want to. I want to win. I haven't won. A, he hasn't won a premiership at Port. He wants to focus on that. Doesn't want sure any attention, yeah. which I find that is not that's a reason. A, that's a reach. So I'll. I'll put it to the listeners. What other reason would there be that the club wouldn't nominate one of their best players all year? Why would you not nominate them? There, there is 100% clauses in people's contracts about all Australian selection. So I think that's a big 
That's a big well, flag. But I mean, how much more would it be? What's the saying? You know, keep th- picking at the keep. You know, it'll unravel. If you if you keep um, picking at the the layers, the thing, the the middle, the mandarin. <laughs> no, um, but but what do you think? Estimate for me the amount in a contract that would trigger a certain bonus. Like oh, like forty thousand, fifty. It'd be like fifty grand. Yeah, that's nothing to a footy club for one player. Um, don't necessarily. That's I mean, like the total footy cap, like fifty grand. If you were close enough to it, and you had bonuses to be paying out, I don't right? Okay, you wouldn't yeah, particularly maybe. want to be doing that. Yeah. So um, yeah, look, I think Nick Nan will make it. He was the only West uh, West Coast Eagle named, and he'll make it. Um, Sean Darcy will struggle, and David Mundy. I mean, terrific effort being an older player from Freo. He will not make it. He's had a good year, not a great year. Freo best and fairest, but not a an old Australian. Melbourne, interestingly, will probably get f- at least five, if not six, players in that All Australian team. They're two, they're two minor key premiers. Position. Well, they're two key position backmen. They're, I mean, minor premiers, but they could have easily finished third. Did you see that? Very close did at the you, end. Did you see my lookalike kick the goal after the siren? You did, and he's not great in front of goals. For he a was shot. always missing that. Yeah, he's a big pile of shit in front of goals. Pax <laughs> <laughs> gone. Yeah. Lucky his beard saved him. Now, um, another big thing that happened this week in WA footy: Adam Chera. Hmm. He's asked asked to go home. He has asked to go home. Um, It's funny. So throughout the week when that actually, um, I think it was yesterday actually, I get this random text from a friend, um, a friend who texts me usually when it's about footy or basketball. Mm. He's got something to ask me or he wants to give his uh, two cents. I just randomly get a text that says, tell your co-host I'm fine with it, ha-ha. Get access to proper WA talent. I had no idea what he was talking about. Great. And and I said, I just sent him back question marks. I'm like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and then I looked at your Twitter, yes. and of course you tweeted, Freo Dockers fans must be livid. And this guy is a Should fan. be livid. Uh, should Not must be, should sorry, be. I was suggesting how they should feel. Should be livid because of Chera requesting to go home and not staying with the club. Yes. Now it's funny because um, because my friend is a Freo fan, he refuses to say her name. So he, he didn't say tell your Will. Co-host. He just said tell your co-host. Um, and he's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle, oh. he says, um, the best Kyle. Get, access, flags, <laughs> get access to elite talent again and not overspend on a 750k player who A, isn't worth it and B, doesn't want to be here because he is a mummy's boy. That's what he says. So Frio fans, I wonder if they'll turn on Chera a bit um, in this situation because they feel they're owed that he should stay around. It's a really interesting one. And of course I was prodding the bear a little bit. I was just trying to hook a few people. I was, you know, you got, I mean, you got one. Yeah, (laughs) Don't worry. They'll come out. The woodwork. It was pretty funny last night on Twitter, but uh, I do have pretty strong feelings given that I was a Victorian. I know I was not a high draft pick player. No, I was never, I was never, I was realistically never talked about getting traded. So it's not like I knew what it was like to have all these clubs, Probably fighting for Adam Shearer's services. Yes, but I do understand what it's being. It's like playing on an AFL list, uh, building something from potentially the ground up, uh, and being, being not from Perth, being away from my family. Uh, I would say I'm very close to my family and friends, and I miss them a lot. Still here though, and so I do have strong feelings about. I guess I fully support like Adam Shearer. Like, why wouldn't you? If you're going to go get more money or more opportunity, or be closer to family, and you had someone in the same industry saying, hey, come work with us, we'll do it. Yeah, most people in life would do that. And I don't yep. actually, I don't have a problem with that. I say probably good on him. But I was trying to speak more from Fremantle and the Fremantle Football Club and Fremantle fans. It's like they've put three or four years into him, into va- developing him. They've used a high draft pick on him. They've spent a lot of money on, one, his wages – Two, actually developing him as a player and as a person. And they've put a lot of steps in place to have a good, successful football program. Now, it hasn't worked out that way. They haven't played finals while he's been on the list. But him just walking away and going home, which is all he's done, it, it never gets reported like that or talked about that. It's always, oh, he's feeling homesick and he wants to be close to the family. He's, he's either got the same or more money at an, another club that's closer to his friends, and it's and it's the easy way. It's the it's an easier option. It's yep. a better option for him. It would be much harder to stay here, get paid a good amount of money. Don't worry, he wouldn't have been underpaid. Yep. Been paid very very well, and you know, fight for Freo and, and and build something with a core core group of guys, young guys that Freo have put together from the bottom up. 
and they haven't played finals. He could have been a part of that that list. They've got a strong young group of players to do that. And he has chosen not to do that. Good on him. I'm not going to – this isn't a Lynch, Adam Chera type thing. Mm. But Freo fans must be pissed off. That's I think that's true. And some people have said, no, I'm not. We're going to go get higher talent. But that's what you did with Adam Chera. You did that three years ago. And now, what, you're just going to – you know what I mean? Yep. You're going back to the start. Replay it. For what? What do they do that for? I what, think what, what have they got from Adam Chera? If, if he'd gone to a big club that was on the brink of winning a premiership, the, f- the closest thing I can think of is um, – shit, no, his name escapes me. The guy that went from Gold Coast to Richmond. Um, Tom Lynch. Yes. If it was a Tom Lynch situation where your club's not performing – and then you go back to a premiership favourite mm. to win, mm. um, yeah, I would feel like oh, you, 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 you're taking the easy way out here. You just want to go win and play in Melbourne. Mm. So you're saying Tom Lynch took the easy way out? I would say that he not take, maybe not take the, took the easy way out, but he went to a club that was on the verge of winning a premiership, and he did. Don't worry. He took the easy way out. Okay, so he took the way, easy way out. Whereas Chera has been linked to Carlton, right? Oh, yeah, apparently that's his only option. So it's not like he's like, I'm just chasing a ring. You know, like that's what they talk about in the mm. NBA. Older players, they just go and play with LeBron. Carlton doesn't even have a coach. Exactly. So you can't fault him for going, you know, I just want to go back home. It's not like he's going, I just want to go win a premiership. I'll play for whatever. Mm. So there is that element that the, at least his choice isn't, I want to go play for Melbourne, Richmond. I mean, Richmond aren't, aren't really performing at a, at a premiership level at the moment, but to a club that's, Guaranteed top four finish next season. I just think overall, I've been in a similar position. Not the same high draft pick, blah blah blah. I, I, it would be, it would be, it would be probably a harder decision for him to stay at Freo, but I think that would have been great to see him do. Mm. And not going to hold it against him. Good luck to the young man. Hope yep. he goes well. Uh, thumbs up to him. But Freo and the Freo Footy Club would be one. I think they should be annoyed with the money they spent on him, the time they spent on him, the effort they spent on him. And they would be disappointed with their football program that they couldn't put enough support and they couldn't succeed enough or they couldn't have enough success or they couldn't be good enough for him to stay. I think you would that would be disappointing. You couldn't say that wouldn't be disappointing. There is a question which we'll wait to get to on our um, email part where you send it, we read it, where someone does sort of talk about this. So cool. let's, let's wait. We'll bring that up again. Mm-hmm. Um, other people going to Victoria yes. is uh, Adrian Hickmont. Yeah. You want to talk about this. You did, don't even know who did, Adrian Hickmont no, is. No, he was, he was an assistant coach. Yeah, but you, you don't Coast. know nothing But about I don't him. have a connection to him. No. Like, we've got to talk about Adrian Hickmont. Hickmont. Uh, why did you want to talk about it? Okay, so Sam Mitchell goes from um, West Coast to Hawthorne, uh, VFL coach. Now he's going to be head coach. And I came out two months ago saying so the best coach I ever played under. Yep. Um. I probably should have said behind Adrian Hickmont. Right. He uh, used to play for Geelong, played over 140 game, 148 games for Geelong mm. um, and Carlton. Uh, he then coached in the VFL um, and then he came over here about 10 years ago and has been coaching at the West Coast Eagles for the last 10 years. Um, been assistant coach. He's been my backline coach. He's been a um, coach across m- multiple lines. He was midfield coach this year. In the period we won the premiership, Adrian Hickmont was, they called it this, contested ball coordinator. But I'll tell you what he was. Okay. That's what it was publicly. He was, give him a group of guys in the footy club that are not getting the best out of themselves and Hick will get the best out of them. Whether that be with the carrot or with the stick. Yep. And the carrot and the stick. Yeah, yeah. Get the best out of them. Right. Some of the guys he worked with in 2017 and 2018 when he was contested ball coordinator, which is literally just what he would have put on the metal stick in front of his desk. It yep, meant sure. nothing. He worked with, ready for this? Mm. Elliot oh. Yo, two-time best and fairest winner. Dom Sheed. Yep. Won the grand final. Flying Ryan. Yep. Nathan Vardy. Jacko Nelson. Uh, Jack Redden. Chris Marston, Lewis Jetta. They were guys that, not saying they were underachieving, but they needed to get more out of what they were doing. Elliot Yeo is a perfect example. 
Adrian Hickmont single-handedly, along with Elliot Yo, because he needed to put it on himself, yep. turned him into a con- the competitive beast that he became, and he therefore went on to win premiership, best and fairest in a premiership year, and made him the player he was. That was Adrian Hickmont. He right. had a connection with players, has a connection with players, knows how to get the best out of people. Um, incredible coach, great assistant coach. He's gone to Hawthorne, so it's now Sam Mitchell, best coach I ever played under. Right. And Adrian Hitmont, who's also probably I – t- I text both of them. I said, do you want me to come out of retirement? I, w- I will do anything to play under both of you. That that would be wow. – that would be – no, nah, it was a, it was a facetious. Yeah, yeah. I'm not coming yeah, out of retirement, Dan. Of course. Like you might, you might be able to come play fullback with me. <laughs> That's how I'm going <laughs> pretty well. Uh, uh, yeah, like Hawthorne, going to be a team to watch. They're an incredibly successful organisation under Alistair Clarkson. Now Sam Mitchell building a bit of a, I think a bit of a dream team of coaches. People will, people that are good coaches will want to go work with Sam Mitchell. Yep. Ipso facto, players will benefit. I think they're going to be a good team. Not next year, but they're building. Next two, three, four years, going to be a good team. And I just wanted to highlight Adrian Hickmont's. Yeah, he had a huge impact on us during our premiership years, and has, and has had a great impact on the playing group for the last ten years. And that's a massive, massive loss to West Coast. Simpson, huge. Simpson would be spewing that he's gone. Don't, don't, don't. Um, I've seen some commentary about, um, oh, we'll get rid of him. Our midfield was shit house this year. He was the coach, right? Our midfield's been poor for a number of years, and Hick was put in there to fix our midfield. Right. Couldn't do it. So that's saying something, given sure. what he's been able to do with people in the past. There you go. In my opinion. My humble opinion, Dan. Um, humble opinions aside, something you couldn't do this season was um, progress far into the AFL fantasy season. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Because you had that one week where you were second overall, which is an incredible feat. Second I was going to say, don't, don't, don't talk that down. No, no. Second in, in the nation. In the nation. Right. There was only one person who had better points than you for Thank one you. week. Thank you. Um, your mate, Harry Edwards. Yes. Last week we spoke about how he, I think he was singing 12th. Yes. And you were talking about how big of a feat that is. Yes. And you said he might crack the top 10 yes. after this week. So where has he finished? He's finished eighth, Harry. And this Harry Edwards, defender for the West Coast Eagles. Um, he's a young guy, probably third year now. He started getting some games into him. He's improved on the field. But more importantly, he's improved in the dream team f- sphere and he has finished eighth in the country which is just huge like we're talking charlie's not with us today but i would be throwing this at charlie and say how many people play dream team a year i think it's a hundred thousand people to be honest and harry has finished eighth it's you've got to have a degree of luck but my dream team knowledge and anyone that's listened to me talk over the last 10 or 15 years knows how much i love dream team and the fact that harry has finished eighth is incredible now he won a prize, Dan. You he win did. prizes. Remember how I said my prize for the second overall in the country for one week was a Sharon and yep. a $50 team store voucher? Well, I came second. It was only first oh, place. Oh, right, so right. Yeah, yeah. The top 10 in Dream Team and AFL, they they win $500, second through to 10th. That's great. It's quite a big prize. First gets a car. Um, Harry informed me that the $500 was going towards the footy trip, I believe, for West Coast Eagles. Very generous. That's great. AFL Dream Team are not paying out on it. Why is that? Because uh, he's a player. Now, at first reaction, like, give him, give the man his money. He's worked as hard as anyone else. That's right. But you have to understand that uh, no players are allowed to bet on any AFL games. You're not yep. allowed to gamble because, effectively, it's insider trading. Now, AFL Dream Team... Is fine because it, there's no there's no betting, but when it comes to prize time, he has had inside information. Yeah, sure. He it, it may not have impacted every week of his dream team, but you know he would have known when someone was dropped if or someone was injured and no one else knew. He would. That's what happens in footy clubs. That's why you're not allowed to bet because yeah, of course. You, you you could you know what's going to happen in s- some course. circumstances. Yep. So I do understand it, but yeah, they're not giving him his five hundred. Um, it says here, I'm just reading, that uh, he finished just 270 points off the winner. It's quite a lot. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult but o- to... But over, oh, over, I mean, yeah, over not, a year, how many, how many points of that? Are he was never a chance of winning it. Mm. Um, 
to make up 200 points, on average, a player gets 100 points. So yep. he would have had to have two extra players, or almost three extra players that week, and it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So he was a little way off the pace, but like, he's eighth. I finished. I finished inside the top 2,000, which I was pretty happy with. Don't don't turn your nose up. Not tenth. Don't tenth. Not top ten. What did yeah. you finish, mate? I didn't think so. Didn't play. Yeah. So. I Too busy baking bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, we've spoken about finals in WA. Are you going to go? Are you going to go to the grand final? Yeah, I think I'll be working 6PR. Um, so I'm not too worried about a uh, – yeah, I'm not too worried about a ticket. Like, I mean, back on that, you haven't been to a grand final. I find no. that pretty shocking. I've been to a lot. Yeah, you played in two. Two, yeah, so that helps. But I've been as a fan to a lot as well. Yeah, you, you haven't been given a ticket. You ever been – no, I'm going to buy tickets. I've never been given a ticket in my life. Well, you get given a spot. you got to buy it. you given a spot. I've got to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you got to buy your ticket too. It's no difference. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not guaranteed a spot. Right. Okay. But uh, have you ever been to Melbourne Grand Final Week? No. I've been to Melbourne to watch North Melbourne play Port Adelaide. That's just... A <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just horrible. <laughs> no, it was actually pretty good. It was very good. Um, um, that's where I fell in love with Ben Brown. Actually? Yeah, he won, he won me a bit of money. Well, oh, Brown, he could, be, <laughs> he could be fired up for a big final series. He absolutely I'd torched the West Coast Eagles last time they played. It's true. Um, my bunny. What I'm also excited about is a beer with back chat. Right. Now, this has been right. floated right. for the last little while. This is more exciting than the grand final in Perth, let's be honest. What I've been thinking, and like I haven't talked to you about this, but mm. we're in episode, this is episode 14. Wow. I was thinking potentially episode 20. Okay. Because that is a, a milestone of some sort. I don't know why, but 20 is. I mean, double. Oh, it's, it's twice 10, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, why don't we aim for episode 20? And we do be with back. Jack. What about twenty one? Why is that? Why twenty one? Oh, twenty twenty one. We we'll, we'll throw out twenty one in style. Oh God, <laughs> it's better than it's just. You've sorry. been to way too many. We should have spoken about this off the podcast, but yeah. okay. Let's call it a number. This year, let's commit to a beer with back chat. Okay, we go to a pub. We do the live the podcast. I think uh, we're gonna do the patter. Yeah, it's close to both our homes, uh, closer to yours. Um, so again, I know we've mentioned it a few times, but if you're keen, tell us, email us, hello at backchat podcast.com.au because if we can get a group of people there it's going to be good like we don't want to do it for two people we, we you know we would because we're, to, we're to be honest to be people. honest if we think about what we're doing right now we're doing it for zero people yeah right? Charlie, charlie's not here today right. you, you might be able to tell so honestly we just need to get all this stuff and take it down to the paddock and mm. there'll be honestly no difference and if a couple of people come great and we yeah. can have a beer and it'll actually be a lot of fun yeah we'll record yeah. we'll stop recording yeah. then we'll have some beers yeah yeah it'd be good uh we've had some we've we asked the listeners last week to mm. get in touch if you we've had we've had uh, oh probably probably a thousand people get in touch probably a thousand maybe no. No, we've, had, we've had some people get in touch and say be very keen for a beer with back chat letting you know it is going to happen you send it we read it that's a nice introduction Dan. four words that have never meant so much to the people right now. <laughs> but you send us emails, we read them. Not only do we, you know, I started starring them because I didn't want to miss any mm. on our um, little Gmail thing. We read them and we're going to address them. Now, there is one that I need to say from the very beginning mm. was sent to our spam folder a week and a half ago. So we missed it last week, but okay. I promise this week we're getting to it because I went into our spam folder. Yeah, because For some reason, you. Our Gmail did not like you, and you got put in our spam folder. Because if you send it, we will read it. Yep. Doesn't matter if you send it to our spam folder, <sighs> inbox, whatever. I love, I love a little brought to you by. So if you've got a business out there and you want to, you want to highlight it. I mean, this is your segment right here. Yeah. You yeah, send it, we read it. Buy, we do it every week. Put it, put it by Dimix. You know that makes <laughs> sense, wouldn't it? It would. Is Dimix still around? No, uh, Dimix no. in the city is a good little, oh, little place to have a walk around, especially near. I think I think we're more boutique than Dimix, perhaps. But we are okay. Um, I mean, let's go with this one first from Haroon. Uh, from Haroon Scoey, in your view, were you let go too early? Did you feel you had more to offer or more to give? It's been a shit show. Hang on, <laughs> where have you pulled <laughs> offer from? <laughs> How? <laughs> you know what? Because I've already read this. And I, I love that you're so <laughs> bad at reading, bro. I read it's this. No I read this before. Okay. And I already knew what he was asking in my head, so I just I ad libbed. Oh. Scoey, in your view, were you let go too early? Did you feel you had more to give? Being a shit show that backline once you left. Full stop. There you go. Look, this was asked on Twitter, and I promised that I'd address it on the Backchat podcast. Yep. So here we go. 
that's a big insight. And you know what? That is only for Patreon mm. people. Mm. And now you're listening to the back end of this sentence and you're thinking, what did I just miss? That's because it's actually a pretty good goal. No, and I won't be able to say that on social. You understand why I can't talk about that yeah, yeah, of in course. public because it's it's really attacking the club. Yeah, effectively. Yep. Um, well, you want to find out? Patreon. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, all right. Next one, Daniel Marsh. Question for the boys, Charlie included. Now we will say Charlie isn't here today because we scheduled this podcast a bit earlier than usual. Charlie couldn't make it. Hopefully, Charlie's getting himself a microphone. That'll be good for next yes, week. Yes, we will. Well, um, with the support we've had from Patreon, I'll say this. We'll get him a microphone for next week. All right, done. It's been terrific. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Okay, here's the question. You walk up to a blackjack table and the first and last seats are vacant. Which one do you sit in and why? Walk up to a blackjack table and first and last seats are vacant. You sit in the first all the time. Oh, I do anyway. Is that I sit I, I sit closest to the to the dealer. I'm, yeah, that's what, that's what I do. What why do you, is that? Oh, it's just what I've always done. I always sit on the first seat available. So I have a little blackjack story if you'd like. Please do. Okay, so one time love, I went to the casino. Story time with Dan. <laughs> one time I went to the casino with a mate um, who liked to bet and liked to bet quite large. Um, and we went to a blackjack table. And when I've gone to the casino, I've gone quite rarely. But when I do, if I'm going to play something, I'm going to take out $20 from the ATM and I might sit on the, the cheapest <laughs> table possible. <laughs> surprise me. Slightest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two dollar fifty table or the five dollar table or something. Yeah. Fruit wheels. It's a two dollar fifty one. Dan. <laughs> Fruit wheels classic example. You can get in at the bottom at two dollars fifty. Great. Anyways, Great. we go to this twenty dollar blackjack table. Twenty dollars a hand is a lot. Like that can be over in. You can you can lose a hundred bucks in five minutes. Oh yeah, quicker Easy. than that. Don't worry. Much quicker. Don't worry. So we go, and the funny thing about this is, I went with him and his brother. And they were quite into omens, right? So they didn't play every Like superstitious. Hand. Yes. So we sit down and the dealer's like, okay, all right, let's play. And they're like, hang on, just wait. And they would sit there for minutes and just wait for the right time. So they're counting cards? No, 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 they're not counting cards. They're literally just waiting for someone to say the number 21. Or they're just waiting for a sign. And they go, okay, yep, we're ready to play. So we're sitting there for a bit and they play a couple of hands. And what happens while they're playing is that this lady comes over with a tray of drinks and hands out drinks. Yeah, free drinks at the cast when you're sitting down. Exactly. But yeah. not at the $2.50 tables. No. You're not getting that. No. I, I see what's happening and I think, I've got a $20 note in my pocket. I will, next time she comes around, I'm going to sit down and play a hand and I'll order a drink. Worst case, I've spent $20 on a beer. I've probably spent close to that anyway and not played a game of blackjack. Yep. Best case, I, play, I spend my 20 bucks, yeah, I win. And bucks. I get a beer, right? So I sit down at the table, pay my $20, and the, as the lady comes over, I say, I'd like a beer, please. She says, no worries, I'll come back in a moment. <laughs> I've... Like a beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> one, one beverage, please. <laughs> I um, wait there, then they play, they play the hand. I think I, I think I've got like 14 or something. One of those awkward situations where like, I can't sit on this, I've got a, I've got a hit. You have to hit, yeah. And bust, Okay. It's my only twenty dollars. It's gone. And so I sit there for six seconds. The lady <laughs> comes back with the beers and I say, Thank you very much. Grab my go to grab my beer. And the dealer goes, No, he's out. <laughs> so <laughs> So I was like, Oh, I was just gonna get my beer. And they're like, No, it's for players only. And the lady walked off with my beer and the and I had to sit and I couldn't play anymore. So wow. <laughs> I spent my twenty dollars, <laughs> I lost it in a second. So to answer your question, I don't know where I'd sit because I have no idea what I'm doing with blackjack. <laughs> but I thought I'd get a free beer out of it. Oh, and you walked out with $20 lighter in the pocket. Did the boys yeah. win? Uh, I can't remember, but they were really into it. Way too into oh, it. I just have, oh, jeez, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Getting coins out of your pocket to go and play yeah. the $2. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Bryce, what do you got for us? G'day, Will and Dan. So this is Super Champ Bryce. He's reached out to us on email instead of Instagram, which he usually does. Strange world. We live in that email has become the preferred method of communication over Instagram, but I mm. guess that just goes to show how unpredictable <laughs> the world is these days. Maybe. Scoey, I have a proposition for you. Mm. Uh, as it's now clear, I'm not going to be able to claim the two home and away tickets, which he won with. Yeah, Bryce has been a big question. fan of Backchat for a long time. He's a good man. Um, I was hoping I'd be able to swap that for a chance to shout your beer when I eventually get to Perth. To make this substitution more lucrative, I can offer you a manual driving lesson using my van 
which has safely made it from Melbourne to WA. This, statistically speaking, has has to be more of a risk than allowing you to learn to drive manual in it. Hope this email finds you well. Well, Bryce, wow. if that works, yeah, of course, come buy a beer. And if it works out to be the same time as Beer with Back, beer back chat. chat, of course. Beer with Back Chat, Scoey learns to drive manual. And let's let's be let's be really quick here. We'll probably do the driving before the drinking. Of course. A beer with back chat is not gonna be a one off. No. It's we're gonna do it again. Yeah, so we had a big chat about uh where this podcast is going before we went to air today, Dan. Um we did. yeah, I think uh, we're we're gonna we're are we gonna get our own studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we gonna get our own studio? We're gonna do a thing. Yep. We're gonna do a thing. We're gonna, we're gonna do it maybe a little bit later and have a couple more beers. Yeah, of course. Because we can't bring beers into the humanities section at Curtin. We probably could. Probably could. I don't know. No, I think there's a there's probably a rule on campus which I yeah, you you'd know be me. following. Lots of other rules. Should we go to the next one from Kit? From Kit. Hello, Kit. Thanks, Kit. After hearing you answer the question last week about how and when players get paid, it got me thinking. Does the playing group often talk amongst themselves about how much they're getting paid? I'd imagine close friends would dis- would discuss it, but does it ever spill into the change rooms? For example, everyone pulling the piss out of Gov after he's just signed a huge contract. Is there any ever uh, is there ever any angst or resentment about how much other players are getting paid? Love your work and I promise to join your Patreon as soon as you both start pronouncing it correctly. Kit, it's Patreon, and we apologise for saying Patreon. Yeah, I don't know why I was saying Patreon. But it's fine. It, it confuses me every time I say it, so it's Patreon. I'm sorry, Kit. Look forward to you joining. Thank now, you, Kit. Kit, uh, look, <sighs> players don't really know what other players are on. It's like any other workplace. Um, you don't talk about your pay. You, you really don't. But you would even s- even with your close mates, like my closest mates at the club, I knew I, I only knew because I kind of I kind of knew what roughly guys were on, but not because yeah. I'd sit down and be like, "Hey, what do you want? What did you get this month?" So, uh, for instance, like in my workplace, the friends that have similar roles to me, I guess you know similar experience, I could work out probably what they're getting paid. You would never Rough. have a conversation about it, though. Would you would you? Ne- exactly. You'd never have a conversation, but you've got an idea. Same thing. Um, so you know who's on big money. You know who's probably on moderate because of the games they've played this similar to you, been on the list. It's it, they, they work it out. It's it's not like they just go and make up a figure and we'll give him a million and we'll give him 200000 Like You can figure it out. Yep. But it's never talked about. Do you guys get resentful or show angst because other guys are getting paid more? No. Not to other players, but I think to the club. That's, that's when that starts happening. Because like, as a player, you can't sign a contract that's not in front of you. It's not the player's fault. Exactly. Like yeah. what, what? You know, for that example, Gov, what's he meant to do? Oh, no, don't, don't pay me that much. <laughs> or, you know, or don't give me that length of deal. That's on the club. It's a negotiation. So as a player, you're going to try and get what you're worth and you're probably going to try and get more than that. It would be, be poor from both the player manager and the player to be like, oh, just, just get whatever they give me, please. Yeah. Like, just happy to be here. Yeah, like there's an extent. There's sometimes you hear cases of teams getting together and they, you know, pull their incomes and they'll take a 50 grand reduction so they can go and pay someone else good to come into the club. Right. It doesn't happen very often. You know, I love basketball. Um, Mark Keefe and Marcus Morris, twins. Mm. Um, at some points in the t- in time, they've played for the same team. They have identical tattoos. They are literally identical twins. Right. They, you, for the naked eye, you'd probably think they're the same person, but they're, they're two different. There's two of them. Um, at different times, they've been paid more than the other, and they actually have a shared bank account. They, because they're twins, they're that close. They go, wow. Whatever you're getting paid doesn't matter. Whatever I'm getting paid, we're going to share it. So, wow. which is a which isn't really relevant to this question. No, that's incredibly interesting. But, but one thing about the whole management thing that you said, have you ever heard of players switching managers because I wish I had of a twin? Sorry, that's, that's <laughs> rocked me. Um, so, say. Let's say there's a manager who has a few boys in the club and they've managed to get them good deals. Yeah. Has it has it ever come across where they've said, mate, my manager's got me. Yes. You've got to, you've yes. got to sign with this guy. Colin Young is notoriously known as the best negotiator in player managers. Right. And he's brutal. And he puts his players before the club um, where some player managers are more willing to work with the club and, and work with what they need. Mm. Colin from... And I've never worked with Colin and um, never worked with him professionally, but from stories and what I've heard and 
experiences players, close mates of mine have had with him, he puts the player first. Right. Which, as a player manager, it's probably a bloody good trait to have. Not many clubs like him. Right. Because he puts the, well, he puts the players first. Yep. Oh, oh you've got li- you've got you've got um, cap space problems. Who cares? This is what this player's worth. Yep. Pay him his money, or I'm taking him elsewhere. Right. He's that sort of guy. R- relentless. Um, I don't. I've more of a story to tell you about NBA things. But if you're listening to this, don't have time to go into it. If you're listening, list, look up Rich Paul. Okay. Yeah. Who's an agent in the NBA? Yeah, I've heard represents that. Represents LeBron. Yeah, big dog. A lot of big. Oh, yeah, guys. Yeah. AD. He's being sued at the moment for about fifty-eight million oh, yeah. by a player because um, he thinks that that manager didn't take enough offers from teams, um, and the player lost out on a lot of money. And it shows how important the, like you're saying, the manager is for players to get paid. So in that scenario, the the, the player thinks that he could have got more elsewhere, but maybe yes. so uh, Rich Paul. He advised him. Like, he said, "Decline, deal, decline this offer next year. I'll get you X amount. Don't take this." He changed agents to Rich Paul. Then uh, that player had thumb surgery, lost out on a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, and has now been trying to recoup some of the costs. That's not the. Hang on, that's not the player. That's not the player manager's fault. That's but, on the player, man. But there's a lot more to the story okay. in All terms right. of him finding out that teams were trying to get hold of him, couldn't. Was wanting to offer him money that couldn't. Anyways, look it Charlie, up, Rich Paul. Charlie, uh, I know you're not here, mate. Can you can you put that down? I'd like yeah. to discuss that more. Yeah, it's big. Um, speaking of big, Josh Big Lynn. Big Lynn. The I, website backdroppodcast.com.au proudly brought to you by Josh Big Lynn. Hi, Will and Dan. Can we hear some thoughts on the impact of early success on young slash immature athletes? Every year we see multiple young players burst onto the scene. Naturally, footy media gets excited. Terms like future star or young gun get thrown around. Some players handle the pressure, expectations and attention. Others don't. Do clubs have strategies around helping players not to get too ahead of themselves? Um, The public often hears about the clubs helping support players when things aren't going well, but surely there can be an inverse scenario. Uh, I can only assume Dan's sporting career was stunted by his early and meteor- uh, meteoric success. At 13, it would be easy to believe the success it was it is a given without the effort and sacrifice required to continue to be elite. Yes. Can you break that down for me? Yes. I, I, I just tuned out. There's a lot. No, no, that's right. Firstly, I will say that early on in my sporting career, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things thrown at me. You could be this. You could be that. Oh, um, wow. And I guess maybe that got to me and it, and it did stunt my rise to success. What like could have said. been? What could have been? Yeah, there's no other reason why. I had, all the skills were there. But Josh, to answer your question, I think uh, we'll, I think what he wants to know is do, t- do teams support um, these players who have a lot of potential in a way? Because often when, when a player... Right, right, right. So, yeah. You know, when, when, yeah. Play, when things go bad, there's yeah, a lot of support when, when from pe- the club. When so, and when someone comes from a poor upbringing, they, they get a lot of support around them to help yeah. them rock, rock. What about these young guns that, that they're like, mm. okay, mate, the next 10 years are going to be crucial, right? Well, the ne- Sorry, the next one year or two years are going to be crucial to the next 10 years. Here's some advice. I would say that initial support comes from the player manager and the pl- good player managers. Mm. That's what their job is because they're like, they have the single player to look after, whereas the club has to look up after 45 guys. Yep. Use Nick Nat as an example because early on his, in his career, people he was a number two draft pick. Um, he's Fijian. He... He's a icon for multicultural AFL rollout across the country. Yep. As well as the fact he is an absolute gun. Mark of the year, um, better than most Ruckman most years, or Australian. He's a gun. So he was always going to be good. So his advice he copped early in his career, I think the club always tries to act in their best interest. But players, player managers, that's what they're employed to do. So that should be on the player manager. Do... Do either of them do it well? Uh, uh, right. Uh, not really. Yep. I think they try their best. It's not a, it's not a pot shot at the club or player managers, but very difficult situation. Great question, Josh Biglin. Mm, Biglin. Biglin. Um, Paul Abbey. Uh, Paul Abbey. Hi, guys. So I'm the dude that tried emailing you to bounce back having mm. another crack. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I think it was my fault, actually. Yep. Sorry, Paul. So given the position... Let me start again. Thanks. 
Given the position the Eagles are in at the moment after a month or more of subpar performances, what kind of mindset does a player have in this position going into the final round? Are you kind of looking forward to the season's end rest, even though it'll probably mean not playing in September? Or are you still in the hunt for glory? An interesting situation given that under the current form, if they were to make the finals, they may struggle to get through week one. So this question did come to us yeah. before, obviously, West Coast lost and are out of the finals. Now, before we get to answer this question, I've yeah. got some stuff to throw at you. So right. 2014 Ooh. was the last year in your West Coast career that you didn't make the finals. Yeah. Some good things about 2014, actually. So, um, Holy, here we go. Richmond finished eighth. West Coast finished ninth. Really? Going to that last round, Richmond were one win ahead of West Coast, but West Coast percentage was way above. So all, all needed to happen in the last round was Richmond lose, West Coast win, and you would have been in the eight. Um, you played Gold Coast um, in that final round, and Richmond played Sydney. Now, 2014, Sydney destroyed everyone. I think it was the first year Buddy joined the team, which I would like to ask you about another time. Um was the first year that Buddy joined the team and he was awesome. He was in his absolute prime. Yeah. And Richmond beat Sydney by three points. Yes. To then confirm, um, to sort of lock themselves into the eight. But it was just crazy because Richmond had sort of underperformed throughout the year, managed to get really close to the eight and Sydney dominated and they lost to Richmond in that last game. If they That's right. If Richmond and we watched it in we watched it around the dinner tables and yes, then they lost a, and we couldn't make finals. Yeah, exactly. It was a Saturday afternoon and uh West Coast had played the next day. So you would have known in that last yeah. game <clears throat> that you weren't gonna make finals. Also twenty fourteen, Eric McKenzie won <laughs> best and fairest. Yeah. They do his name the next next year, him and Mitch Brown. Um they were very good. Oh yeah. They were very good. Oh, yeah. Injuries ruined them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to go to you, to go to the question, in that situation, given that you knew you weren't going to make the finals, what's your mindset going into that? I was going, oh, whatever. Let's just. Um, I mean, that particular one, because it was the first year under Simo, it was right. Simo's first year. So it was a real, all right, let's finish the year strong and, and go into next year, which, right. I mean, can't argue with it. Made a grand final the next year. True, he did. So, I mean, good logic, right? Mm. And knows? it was against Gold Coast. Yeah. But, like, I've played in years where it's just literally, like, every man for themselves. Like you might have a contract. You might be out of contract. Jeez, i got to play well. Or right. you might have three years left on your deal. You're like, jeez, I hope I don't get injured. Yeah, right. I couldn't right. care if we win or lose. Huh. Um, in That's in, like, a dead rubber. I'm talking dead rubber. Yeah. Um, but most often, like, guys will be given their maximum effort. Like, um, you see West Coast v Brisbane. West Coast played well. They played, played probably as good a footy as they played in five or six weeks. Brisbane were too good. Mm. Um, but they played well. West Coast didn't have the, the men on the park. West Coast, they clearly packed that in. They, they wrapped up a bunch of their stars, didn't take them over there. They, they called it. They, they knew. They knew they weren't doing anything in finals. You reckon they just thought, we're really going to go out in, st- in straight uh, sets anyway? Come on. Like, probably. But w- don't Not even straight sets. It's just, like just the one. But don't you just think about, like, the miracle run? Like, maybe yes. lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I mean, 2016 was a good example of that. Uh, 2016 and 2017. With the Western Bulldogs? No, uh, so we played Adelaide last game at Subiaco. Had to beat him by a certain amount of points to get into the finals. Lewis Jetta did his thing, chased down a player, kicked a goal late. Then we went over to Port Adelaide and beat him in overtime. It was 8 uh, 3 yes. fifth. Yep. Um, I think it was 17. Someone uh, kicked a goal. Yeah, after the siren. Was that Gov that kicked the goal? Or Shuey? Because they, they both they kicked both winning goals against, after Port. Against Port. <laughs> I was trying to figure out the final was. I think the final was Gov. Shuey. Who knows? <laughs> Listen, Charlie? Like, you're an idiot. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't playing. Uh, shock. I was dropped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's how it works. All right, next one. Hey, lads, not sure if you've spoken much about sledging this year or not. Can you tell us some of the best sledges you've been involved with? I'm interested in Dan's involvement in sledging because I think he may have copped a few good ones. Yes, I will start with that. Um, copped a few ones, given a lot of them. Really? I get really competitive when yeah, I play sport. Good. Once I'm on the field, court, whatever, like I'm horrible to play against. <laughs> like I'll be, sa- I'll be talking all game. Smack. I'll be talking smack a lot. Wow. Um, I think I referred to a guy as Casper once. <laughs> um, he was really white. 
<laughs> and I and another guy. Uh, the thing is with me, right? I'd never started. If they come at me, I'd give it back to them. Okay. I remember telling a guy that he was angry because he's balding. Hey, <laughs> come on, man. Right here. But that was because he was getting really aggressive. Um, I, lo- so yeah, I love that. Uh, it sounds like your go-to is is uh, appearance, physical. Appearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's shallow. It's yeah. very shallow. Yeah, um, nice uh, uh, shoes you got there, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what are they? What are they? What are they? They go at you about. <laughs> what do you cop? Uh, so yeah, I've definitely given out a bit of sledging. You no. What are they? Don't ignore my question. <laughs> what do people sledge you about? Oh. Uh, that you shit at basketball? No, no, they're always like, shit wispy beard. No, they're always talking about my skills. They say, "Man, he's so good, but he's annoying to play." You get musical notes in your arm for, bro. <laughs> play us a song. Play yeah. us a song, Dad. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember. I just tuned it out. Really, more business. <laughs> I feel like you're a sledge giver. I am. I like. Look, I, we don't have time to go and how much sledge. That's that's that was my one wood. Really, was the best games I played was when I when I really. Really knew that I had something on someone. It's, yeah. You know. The thing is. Get kind of like borderline personal. Like yeah, yeah. Borderline like they're going to go home and go like, jeez, that guy's a real. The thing that happens when you sledge is that it puts a lot of pressure on you to perform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't sledge yeah, yeah. and then have a have, Perfect. have a waffle. Perfect. You, you, it puts pressure on yourself to perform. And yeah. Yeah. The worst games I've had was when I was the quietest. and You don't get out of your yeah, own right. Best, um, probably actually, if I'm being honest, the best sledging I've had is when I've played online games on the computer. I got a chat ban <laughs> recently on a game. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Um, social media. Yeah, this is going to be rapid fire, Dan. Yeah, let's right, go. This is rapid fire social. It's not how we usually like to do it, but it's been a long podcast, but there's been a lot to talk about, Dan, so that's okay. Yes. You know what's good about podcasts? You can pause it and listen to it later. People yep. have probably listened to this over about three times. Three years. Okay. All right. Gavro five four three. Now Gavro writes yeah, us a question yeah. every week. Yeah, Gavro, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, it's great. great. We love the loyal listeners, and sometimes I think oh, I'm not going to ask. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Hang on. Um. I'm not. I'm not going to. Maybe we won't put this question on. Yeah, because social is not sent. You send it. We read. No. How do you want to write? But then I read the question. I thought that's a bloody good question. Let's mm. read it. Okay. A few weeks ago at a baseball game, um, it was played at the Field of Reams. Let me ask that question again. A few, a few weeks ago, a, a baseball game was played at, and then in quotations, the Field of Dreams. Did you see that? The Major League? Yes. Yes. It looked incredible. Yeah. Um, if you could play any sport on any ground slash stadium and bring any players, what would you play and play with? No limit to your budget. Um. So would you go back to the, like the 1993 finals with Michael Jordan and play on that team? Or would you, like, where where would you put yourself in time to play uh, with a group? Oh, oh man, it'd probably be American sport. Yep, probably, and it'd probably be basketball. It'd probably be nah. Who's the most fun after they win? That's what I'd be looking for. I'd yep. be really targeting celebration. I think those bull celebrations would have been good. At the bit individual. I yeah, like true. the big team sports. Just get all the boys to the Vegas club. <laughs> go. See you in two weeks. You know what might have been good? After Atlanta came back from... Sorry. I just I don't know what I'm speaking about. The Olympics. The Olympics. That's where you'd go? Yeah. You'd be part of the Australian Olympic squad. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney Olympics 2000. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Hanging out with Kathy Freeman after she ran the Yeah, there you go. There you go. One. Oh, maybe let's go with Jai Tarima after he came second in the long jump. Or maybe uh, Matty Shervington after he... I uh, got knocked out in the semis, the lunchbox. Big Shervo, <laughs> for more reasons than one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stefan, 1039. Oh, I missed the underscore. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Uh, Scoy, on the back of Venner's retirement, who are some other players you believe fans never saw the best of at the Eagles due to either injury or not being able to cope at the top level? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Difficult to answer. Eric McKenzie. We yeah, spoke we about, about him. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he best and fairest, and then we never saw the best of him after that. Yep. There you go. There you go. There's one. Uh, pipes, 6052, you could do with an underscore. <laughs> outside of yourself and a few others, why would teams bother drafting outside of their state? Alternatively, the question needs to be asked, before drafting, are you willing to move? If the answer is yes, then contract needs to be a four-year minimum. I mean, this is talking about... We spoke about Chera before, like... <sighs> Drafting players from another state. Uh, the reason that they do it is because the pool is bigger. Like, 
Yeah. You only have a certain amount of players coming out of WA, and so often there's more talented people in other states. That's why they've drafted Aaron Chera. You also can't answer what you're going to be doing in three or four years' time, or how you're going to be feeling. But I, I would overall like to see people knuckle down and, and and you know and put something in, especially to build something that Freo I think is building this year. That's why I spoke about Freo fans should be disappointed or livid. Is it looks like Freo are putting something a good program together. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can do anything contract wise, and it's difficult for clubs to be able to target people in their own state because WA, for instance, doesn't have enough players. Uh, staying on this sort of topic for the next one, Candace Spag. Uh, was there any players at the club that wanted to leave to go home, and you slash the boys convinced them to stay? Oh, Gaffy. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like that was the end of 2018. He'd had it was the big money from North Melbourne. Oh, if I huge remember. money! And I mean, look at that decision. Why? Why would you want to go and play there? Why, why would you want to? Well, if he had been, he'd been played there for three years. They barely have enough money to pay their players. Like they can't even they can't even hire grounds to train at sometimes. Like why would you ever want to play there? Is so that why it. they constantly miss out on players? Yeah, correct. That's why they're the butt yeah. of the joke. Yeah, correct. It's like why why would you? And so Gaffy made a good decision there, but he was very close to leaving. There you go. Um, Dirty Trojan. I like the name, (laughs) Dirty. Uh, You're in an open field in a fight to the death against a (laughs) horde of rabbits. These are just uh, normal rabbits, but they want you dead beyond all else. Mm. You have just your bare hands and no way to escape. How many rabbits do you guys think you could take out before you are finally overpowered? (laughs) What's a horde? We took a million rabbits. Endless, I reckon. I reckon you'd not many. I don't know if I'd take out one. If you thought about like a horde, I'm thinking like like enough rabbits to weigh you More down. More than 50. If like, like if, if we're talking like 10,000 rabbits and you had 10,000 rabbits on top of you, you couldn't move. You're dead. That'd be awful. And you can't get up. Oh God. God, that's a horrible way to die. You, you can't even scrap your way out of a rabbit horde. No. Dan was a beautiful man, <laughs> unfortunately. Couldn't scrap his way out of a rabbit horde. <laughs> Ah, that's very good. Shay Fletcher, what do you got for us? Neil, Langdon, Hill, Chera. Mm. What's the issue? Well, don't know. I mean, Neil Neil went to Brizzy, Langdon to Collingwood. Collingwood? Yeah. Yep. Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hill, St Kilda, Chera, Carlton. Ah, uh, look. Is it, uh, you don't have the same list at West Coast, which worries me a bit. I'll say that. You don't have the same list of talented youngsters leaving to go home from West Coast and they are located in the same city. You'd have, um, I'm trying to think of... I well, Ebert. Like Ebert it was the first one Lysett. I thought of. Yep. Um, Lysett got pr- probably big money though. Yep, that's correct. There's not many. There you go. Success so, plays a part. Yeah. Success plays a part. If, if Fremantle were winning, making finals, it's a lot more fun being in a football club when you're winning. And that's coming from someone who's won a wooden spoon. <laughs> so I know. Uh, yeah, Kelly Manuel, 84. Would love to know your thoughts on the mongrel punt write-up. I read it myself and uh, thought it was a great yeah, read. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. This was homework for us. Are you, are you halfway through it? Oh, you've done nothing. Oh, no, I haven't been busy. You've been baking f- bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, read the f***ing article while it's f***ing breaking. No. Jesus, I said breaking, baking, jeez. That's fine. Um, I'm halfway through it. It's a good read. That shows, that shows how we're both going. You haven't read one word. I have. I've. Re- I read it about four in the morning. So there like you I go. Was so I was so awake and I shouldn't have been. I was like, what can I do? I'll read the mongrel part. I got it up here, right here. Actually, it's a good read. There you go. I'm gonna. I promise this week I'm gonna read it. Look, right there. You, he's showing me his laptop. He has it. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's it for social media, um, and that's it for back chat. It's been a long podcast, but I think it was worth it. I think we had a bit to talk about. Lots to cover. If you need to get in touch, uh, follow us on Instagram, backchat underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter, backchat underscore pod. Look, we're not doing a lot there, to be really honest. If you want the actual goss, just jump over to mine, Will Schofield, somewhere there. Uh, Reddit, r forward slash slash backchat podcast. Now, I haven't had a lot of Reddit material here, Dan. You did a lot of talking about it, mate. Uh, it's one of those things that you talk up at the start and you can't really follow through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit to more. Um, you can email us hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You can get on the website, uh, which is backchatpodcast.com.au. Proudly brought to you by Joshua Big Lynn, Lynn. Uh, and you can join as a Patreon. Um, did I say that wrong again? 
Patreon, you said it. No, nah, you can join us at Patreon. Um, we'd we'd appreciate any support you could give. Uh, if you want to give us a coffee a month, we'd love it. Uh, we're going to put some exclusive content. We're about to record a little bit, and you would have heard during this show, mm. you missed a story because you Shame. weren't you weren't joined up, and it's actually quite a good one, and won't be repeated in public. We'll see you next week, Dan. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com